your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday, 608-785-7914. The guy just said it, I don't know, muscle memory. Mitch Reynolds, the mayor of Lacrosse, on the phone with me, headed, about to head to a big... Uh, is this an open? Is this meeting like open to the public meeting, Mitch? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Hi, Rick. It's Hi. good to be on. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I know Appreciate it's weird because we we yeah, talk. Yeah, it's uh, the council planning planning committee meeting is coming up at uh, six o'clock, and it is it's yeah it's an open meeting. It's uh, open to the public. There is a virtual option. You can go there and watch the whole thing. Absolutely. I guess now I think about it, do we always have a council planning meeting on a Monday? Uh, council planning meetings are, well, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's so Tuesday. It's Monday for me. You know. Not actually Monday. It's it's <laughs> actually Tuesday. So council planning meetings do occur every, uh, I think it's every quarter. Oh, okay. Yep. And then and this one in particular is going to be just kind of, we're getting close to uh, the weather being colder and, and what we're going to, how we're going to help uh the people in Hooska Park and, and other people on yeah, shelter. Yeah, what we're doing is breaking down the process of how we got to the point where we have at least created a uh, a, uh, a working plan. And this is all the groups that have gotten together. Um, and there's numerous groups. And it's meet multiple times a month. Uh, we have a standing meeting every Friday morning at Viterbo. It's facilitated by Tom Thibodeau over there. And, and then they also meet in different groups. Uh, to do Huska planning specifically and some other things. But uh, the big group that meets on Friday includes the Salvation Army and Catholic Charities and Gunderson and Mayo, um, the school district, um, the county. Uh, there's a veterans group that is involved. Cooley Cap is there, the Reach Center, YWCA. You know, it's it's all of the organizations. And again, facilitated by Tom Thibodeau, and it's coordinated by uh, Brian, our Homeless Services Coordinator, but President uh, Council President Jansen and I show up every Friday and, and are part of those meetings. Joe Billings has been there a few times, you know, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a large working group, and we've been working on a, uh, a plan for, well, emergency winter housing, which is what we're dealing with right now, but also that longer-term plan. What we want to do is bring everybody together, get everybody to make sure that we're working cooperatively and collaboratively so that we're we're all coming up with a plan together because if doing it in any other kind of way just doesn't work. And, and this, honestly, the results here might be limited as well because it's such a complex problem that there's just there's so many unique challenges and different hurdles to get over that, uh, that it's, it can be... It, well, it can be quite challenging. So, but anyway, that's what we're going to lay out for the council tonight. Is uh, all these groups will, and there should be representatives for most of them there, and uh, they can all speak to how we've gotten to where we've gotten to, um, and what we still need to do. Frankly, there's still some work that we need to do to make sure that we have at least provided some pathway for uh, people to get indoors during the winter. All right, that's that's one thing on the docket. We'll just go through some of the other things. The Lacrosse School District's going through a hundred ninety-five million dollar referendum. Yep. Um, they're one of uh, you know on Alaska seventy-five million, Holman seventy-five million, Bangor twenty-four million. Those are the ones I know of. West Salem did one last year, and Sparta denied one last year. Those are the ones I know of off the top of my head. Uh, school referendums. Um, so we could talk about not not so much your opinion on 
I don't know. If you want to give your opinion, it's great, but just on how it affects the city, because obviously you're the mayor of La Crosse. Um, Operations budget. You mentioned this to me before the show, and then you kind of started a rant about this and that, and I was like, ah, but I... I, (laughs) I'll let you I'll let you rant on it. I don't. So I've been looking at the capital improvement budget, which is, a you know, the, the agenda for Thursday, the city council's monthly meeting. The agenda is eleven hundred pages long. And a lot of that is like I think I, I counted one hundred and seventy of those are letters in support or denial of conversion therapy. So one hundred seventy of the eleven hundred pages are just letters. Right, so that's how how these budgets get bloated. But when we talk about these PDFs going crazy, that's 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 where we're at. Um, but I didn't see operations budget. So when I'm thinking capital improvement budget, operations budget's totally different, right? Yep. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, it, it, they all the capital budget feeds the uh, operations budget. It's basically a line item. But yes, it is it is approved separately, and they'll be. Uh, it'll be part of the operations budget that's approved later this year. Yeah, because capital improvement budget. But you know, some of the highlights are on there were like a new fire station on the north side as we. You know, over the last couple of years, I think we fought about the old fire station getting torn down because of a historical, uh, you know, the historical, whatever the word is. It's It's got some historical value there, or at least some people think that. Um, a, a park in Myrick or a, a playground in Myrick's updated. I'm trying, now I'm just drawing a blank on the other highlights there. But anyway, that was capital improvement. I, I will say, and maybe, maybe neither of these is this, but when do you guys start approving stuff for like new parking utility jeeps and stuff like that what budget does that get into do you know off the top of your head that was earlier in the year that so a- that typically is uh, completed by may uh, that and that's the uh, capital equipment budget that okay. uh, that again work work on capital improvement starts in december of the previous year and so the capital equipment budget is the first thing that we we be kind of clear off the table, and a lot of those are just recurring replacement type uh, objects, um, and then that feeds into the larger capital budget, which is something that gets approved right about now, and then that again will be a line item in the operations budget. Okay, so I might be too late, but my my, my proposal for this is instead of can we can we stop approving like trucks and jeeps, like literal like jeeps? You know, you know, we don't own any of those, right? No, I have no idea. Okay, what okay. Do, what do we do with those? Yeah, we have a lease arrangement. Oh, okay. We lease we lease equipment, uh, which saves us tremendously on operations and maintenance costs. All right, can we? We lease... don't we don't own any of those any of those regular fleet vehicles. And maybe those vehicles are used for other things, and I just don't know it because I'm just seeing them, you know, driving around giving parking tickets or whatever. Okay. But uh, how about Geo Metros or something like that instead of Jeeps? I feel like the gas mileage isn't the greatest. We, we can't, Jeeps we, can't uh, we can't lease Geo Metros. Any, those are not uh, something that, are, that we can lease. Anything but more fuel efficient than Jeeps and trucks? Geo Metros? Well, can we lease I, something I would, more yeah, efficient? I would think that Geo Metros are way more efficient than that, yeah. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. Again, can we, we can't lease those, but yeah. Can we lease something that's more fuel efficient that's just driving around, you know, c- city driving, uh looking for people in uh, having parking mishaps, you know, something that gets like 50 miles a gallon. Yeah. It's when we get into the vehicles that, that get higher mileage, those are typically the hybrid vehicles and the lease cost tends to be higher on those. Okay. So there's, so there's no, a, like, there's a bit of a trade off. We yeah. have hybrids. Uh, the police are obviously there are, are moving to, I think we're almost to the point where the whole fleet of police cruiser or police uh, squads are, are hybrids. And there's a tremendous cost savings there because we're cut down on idle time, yeah. uh, but or they cut down on the cost during idle time. But with other vehicles, when there's not a ton of idling, 
it, uh, there's not really the cost savings that you might think there is. Fair enough. All right, that's Mayor Mitch Reynolds. We'll be back. we got to take a break for Sam. Sam's doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk at text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds on the, on the show with me. On the show with me. You are. You are on the show with I am. me. I am. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, a city Council planning meeting happening after the show, so you got to leave a little bit early, but... Uh, I want to bring up, okay, so I, the the Viking cruise ship was in lacrosse yesterday, the first yeah. the, on its maiden voyage. But mm-hmm. sidebar to that, did you or do you have the story behind, because we got to open records request this so we don't get the story right away, the SUV that drove almost into the Mississippi River right there in the park? No, I don't. You don't have you I don't seen have that picture? I unfortunately. I'm sorry. Have you seen the picture? <laughs> You've, I have okay. that. Be, I have not seen that. You haven't seen the there picture? Was, oh, my God. What, right. what what happened? I don't have that. I don't exactly. have a story, man. Like, you I, are uh, giving like... me something new. I don't have that. So okay. tell me what happened. Uh, I, I don't know. I have to open oh, records. Okay. The police, right. Because your police sta- your police people, yep. you ask them for the police report, and you got to get open records request. So, yeah. Well, um, you know, give them, send the open records request, yeah, we, and, I did and it they'll fulfill it for you. I did it yesterday. And then I asked the people right. on the uh, internet that posted the picture. Right. To send me the pic, can I use your picture, please? And they said absolutely. Yeah. And there's where I'm standing. Okay, so upload the photo. This is great radio. Go to desktop. Upload from the computer. Thinking, thinking. Yeah. So, um, what did you think of the big boat? Well, we'll filibuster here. What did you think of the it, big boat coming? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, yeah, uh, it was. It's. It's. I. You know. In. I know how big it is because I've seen the measurements. So you can say, okay, the beam is 75 feet. It's 40, 450 feet in length. But sitting there at the levee, it's just so imposing. It's so large um, and uh, really, really impressive. And uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's so, it's fun. And it's, it's not the whole, uh, the whole, uh, the, the, the numbers that we're going to see uh, coming off the boat. I think we had 200 some folks that uh, disembarked yesterday to, I think they shot up to Grand Day Bluff and maybe did a stop downtown. I'm not entirely sure. Because it, it it usually travels with 386 passengers. Yep, and uh, that'll be that'll be fantastic. It'll be really nice to welcome those people into Lacrosse when they they kind of do the. This is kind of the shakedown cruise, right? And yeah. so they'll be able to in the future really refine how they do these cruises and these stops and be able to do a few more excursions. It sounds like they just have to get a few things worked out, a few kinks in their first voyage, which is to be expected. Uh, uh, but uh, but very impressive, very impressive. So down uh, it was a little bit late getting here. We had scheduled a tour last week, but they had to cancel because they were uh, four or five days late and uh, and still losing time. So they needed to hustle along up to St. Paul. Not that you would know, but our big question, checking out the boats, we saw two yep. life rafts out the back. 386 people wouldn't fit in both of those. <laughs> so we were like... Mm, yeah, no what happens? Um, also, also, I was kind of like, I wonder how close. I didn't get to see it go under the bridge, but I was kind of curious about how close it would ha- would have come to hit. You know, obviously, it's not going to hit the bridge. You're going to figure that out. But it, it did right. look so huge. Um, did you? Do you? Are you looking at your phone? You uh, I am not. Should I look at my? Yeah, phone? Yeah, you look at your phone. You don't ever. Yeah, you're you're like kind of notorious at like checking texts and looking am at your I? phone. Yeah, you're not glued to your phone as well as as well as you should be. Uh-huh. Uh, compared to the rest of the oh, society. I see. Okay, well, there's a I, what I have is a Jeep compass or something. Yeah, that appears to be lodged and um, not really. 
it needs to be pulled from the brink there. Yeah, the front, front two tires are okay. over over the dock or the cement dock there. Sure. I'm not exactly sure where this is in the park, but you can kind of, maybe you would know by looking at the building in the back uh, on the top left. I can't think of what building that is, but there's you definitely shouldn't be driving in that area, so I'm curious no, I think to, not. Uh, no, and that's to get really the story. Just down where that boat was parked, really. Down where the, the the Viking Mississippi was parked. It's right there. Yeah, do you think it's one of those people where, uh, you know, they have the both hands on the wheel and they're, uh, white-haired person that could barely see over the steering wheel. Maybe one of those that just didn't know that you can't drive here, person. You shouldn't be driving here. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's question. crazy, crazy. So I'm. we're working on, uh, I thought maybe, you know, somebody would be like, Mitch, did you see this? What's wrong with your crew? I tell you, my goodness. Um, you should be getting all the gossip. You're not getting city gossip like you should be, I guess. I'm trying to hide it from you. Our... Um our fire crews respond to uh, a lot of accidents and a lot of emergency calls, thousands of emergency calls every year. This was uh, among them. Uh, I did not get um, an update on this particular one. All right. So the Viking in town obviously means a lot for the city. At what point are we going to have the gondola take them right from Riverside Park up to Grand Ave Bluff where they don't have to get on a bus? They can just take the gondola. Sure. Are yeah. we, is that in any of these budgets? Uh, physically, that's impossible no, to do okay. because of the length that it would have to go and the cable would have too much sag. However, <laughs> if we've had one at the foot of Grand Dab Bluff, I think that would be fantastic. They could just, I would think, uh, from the bluff side all the way up, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, there's got to be a good spot, like a good starting spot. I, mean, I don't know if it's Bliss Road or at the bottom there, but somewhere where, you know, like you just take advantage of the entire. Not, it's not the worst idea we've ever come up with. No, it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, yep. All right. Let's see. Where did I want to take that? Oh, it's, it, the, the Viking cruise ship, obviously, it brings a lot of tours to town. It's going to do you know, good for the city just to have people in here from out of town and spending money. But um, you wanted to talk about the Lacrosse School District referendum. And we're, I think we're, you wanted to talk about it, didn't you? Well, I always want to talk about it, but it's okay. it's one of them things. Like, do I want to get Mitch's take on this? Because I okay. I'm then because I'm going to have to talk about it to myself at some point. Sure. But okay. and then well, I'm just doubling I, down you, on the same if you'd conversation. Like me to jump in at any time. Let me know. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to set it up. It's a 195 okay. million dollar referendum to build yep. a new high school and consolidate both Logan and Central into one school. Um, you know, and we've, we talked about it a little bit last month, but go ahead. Like, how is this going to affect the city if we do, in fact, consolidate? There will, there will be impacts on the city as a whole. And let me just first say that I, I understand the intention of the school district to, uh, to try to deal with soaring operational costs based on the number of schools and the age of the schools that they have by consolidating into fewer buildings and newer buildings uh, that, in theory, that, that can make a lot of sense. Uh, I do think it'll have an impact on the city, and I think it, I should, we would have to leave it up to voters to decide whether these impacts are, are worth the consolidation. Among the impacts that, that we're looking at uh, from our viewpoint in City Hall is the traffic considerations around the proposed high school and how that can be, the impacts there can be mitigated and we've left it up to the school district to come to us with a plan to say this is how we're going to do that. And so far, we haven't gotten that plan, but we're, we're anticipating they'll have something for us. And there's, there are some concerns, and, and um, we do have some belief that uh, by removing a high school from the north side that that will have an impact on property values. Uh, we're not 
uncertain if we can quantify that at this point. And so uh, that is definitely, I, we look at that as a, a risk. And again, that might be something that voters determine is a risk that they feel like they want to take. Um, so that's one of the issues that we're considering as a city and how we address that on the backside. So what we've been told is that no matter how the vote goes down, that there's either going to be a new high school built or they're going to consolidate uh, students at Central High School. If I, if I, if I have that right. I think I do. But uh, either way, the city will have to react in some kind of way. And either that's additional traffic around the current Central High School or traffic that additional traffic that is you know going into that area around the uh, the old train uh, train um, office building. So either way, we have to react. Either way, we have to do something. And what I've told our staff is that what we need to do is plan for three years from now, five years from now. What what are we doing in the next three to five years that gets us ready to deal with those impacts of traffic, but also deals with impacts if there are decreases in property values on the north side for any reason. We have to understand how what our strategy, how our strategy as a city relates to that. We also need to understand uh, if there are so what it is, it appears as though there may be some transportation challenges uh, for especially those kids who live on the north side of La Crosse. Uh, there may be some transportations for some of those high school kids. And so we're trying to figure out how we, can, how we can deal with those transportation challenges if they occur by maybe changing bus routes or um, you know, making it easier to get across the railroad or tracks because we have two. We have obviously Canadian Pacific and BNSF, uh, BNSF crossing right in, on the north side. So how do we how do we mitigate impacts there? How do we make it easier for kids to get across the track? So if they are biking all the way to the new high school or wherever it is, can can we make it easier on them to do that? And so we're making we're we're going through a planning process here internally. So whatever happens with a vote on the high school, that we can deal with it in in one way or another, and we can do it deal with it in a progressive way that takes into account all the needs of all the kids, whether they be on the far north side or the far south side or anywhere. How how we can help them deal with a new reality of uh, going to a high school where everybody's going to basically have to drive to. Have you thought about a gondola system from the north side right to the high school? Yeah. yeah <laughs> what about what yeah, we we know, eliminated there's the a, there's a lot of, I think the it, it's very likely that the our MTU system and again with some enough advanced planning we might be able we might be able to adjust some routes and um there's it it takes some time to do that but it's possible we'll be able to do that. It might be a little bit more effective than a gondola but probably not as cool. We eliminated the north south corridor plan but is there a plan could there be a plan? I've no idea. I'm just throwing this out there, like just like a bike trail that that just goes straight to that, you know, from one end of town to the other, just like a like a, a wider ish bike trail. And that's one of the things that I anticipate that our staff is going to be looking at to try it again to facilitate the human powered movement when it's applicable, right? So twenty below zero, probably not, but in those situations. Most of the school year, there's a way for kids to, to if, if possible, bike back and forth from school. How can we make that easier for them? Uh, how can we make it so that the, the people in the city of La Crosse have uh, equitable transportation options to get their kids to school? And I think that, again, that's, not the, that's, that's the responsibility that we have to take on um, because of the actions of the school district, and, and it is just it's part of the bargain. So 
and we're ready to we're ready to do the advanced planning to make sure that we're we're accommodating the kids that need our help. If it was Hortonville High School, you'd snowmobile to school in the winter. Yes, you, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> All right, that's Mayor Mitch Reynolds. When we come back, uh, I, I got another question about the school referendum, and then uh, we'll let you rant about the operations budget. <laughs> okay. right, we'll, we'll be Fair back. Enough. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me. We were talking about the Lacrosse School District's referendum to consolidate high schools. Um, a lot of uh, what you were talking about was traffic related. Um, what about like just the idea that we're going to take a 40 acre plot of land on the south side and I guess convert it into a public high school, right? So then it would, like when it was trained, right? You tax train because they're a private business. And the, the, so right. does the money comes off the tax tax rolls essentially? What, what how, how will that impact the city? Uh, I don't have that number up in front of me right now. There will be some impact. I guess I, I don't have a I don't have a sense for what that is at this moment, but uh, yeah, that's definitely whenever you take something off the tax rolls, and it's going to have an impact. I mean, and presumably that's a larger impact because of uh, the size of the property and the size of the building. I guess I and I apologize, I wasn't prepared for that, so I don't have that number up in front of me. The way the the way the building sits now, the 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 land, whatever a train owns it, I, I'm assuming, so they're taxed on it right now. Right, like even if they're not running a business out of there. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's not non taxable property at this point. Right. Okay. Just like the idea of you know once it gets converted because the the other thing would be like we have this forty acre plot of land on the south side that never you know like how long did a couple of these uh, you know giant plots of land just sit vacant right like we're we're just starting to to make movements on the River Point district right the old mobile oil site. Yeah, I wouldn't call that a vacant plot of land, though. That's a brown converted brownfield. That's a significantly different. There's been a tremendous amount of work that's gone into, um, as you know, it's over three decades of of, of a lot of uh, work and, and litigation that's gone into getting it where to the point where we are now, where we can start we can start putting roads there. So it's not it's not a vacant plot of land in any kind of way. Um, it's it's uh, it's a process. So right. we don't we don't have any vacant land in, in the city of Lacrosse. A little apples to oranges, I guess, right? Like the 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 mobile oil site to the to the old train company site when you're oh, trying to. My goodness, yes, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely, yeah. the the train The train site is buildable right now. You can just you can you know you can either use that building, put up a new building, you can do whatever you want there. It's absolutely buildable. That's that was certainly not the case with the uh, with River Point District. Um, but River Point District's buildable now, right? Like we're we're going to oh, approve. Really, really excited about that too. We have we got some. We are uh, awarding bids for some infrastructure that will start this year. That's uh, roads and uh, underground infrastructure like uh, stormwater, sanitary sewer, that type of thing. Uh, I, I'm not certain all that will be done this year, but we'll we'll get we'll get started on that this year. We do anticipate buildings actually on the property. Uh, construction on something will begin next year. Uh, we do have a preliminary design approval for one large building. Uh, again, that's preliminary, so it's not been complete. We do anticipate that we'll have more design approvals coming up here relatively soon by the redevelopment authority. Uh, they, can, they kind of act well. They do. They act independently of, of city hall, so it's really on the committee itself, the redevelopment authority itself, to make sure that we're. We're meeting our, our timelines and our guidelines, but uh, I think it's a tremendous amount of excitement because after 
well, it's, I guess it's been 35 years, there's actually something that's going to be built there after all the work of demolition and, and remediation and all the litigation that's gone on to getting the responsible parties to pay for the mess that they made. We're actually to the point now where we're going to be building something. And I, I, there's just a tremendous amount of excitement. I mean, this is a generational development for the city of La Crosse, and uh, it's, it's just thrilling that, that, it's, that it's going to be happening here in the next couple of years. And are you guys going to, when you talk about the redevelopment authority, they're built, they're going to decide what the building is and then try to uh, rent it out or sell the building to? No, to, no, 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 no. How does that work? No, the redevelopment authority owns the land, and they'll be selling the plots of land, and we have developers that are coming in and building buildings, and uh, there's a number of, there's design parameters, there's a master plan that's in place for what these buildings should be like for the entire uh, the entire place, the RDA is is at this point still sticking to that master plan so they've got it all drawn out it's basically the same thing more or less the same thing it's been in place since i think gosh i want to say 2014 is when this process started for the planning uh so that is that is still roughly in place and they're trying to adhere to that as much as possible but yeah the rda is determining the the path forward on that driving the boat as it were and um it, but the developers will come, and it's just like any other development. They will, you know, it's just like the Fifth Ward residences. Uh, so the the group Stizo up there, um, you know, they're developing the property, and they will they will either collect rent from a place they rent or sell condos or sell townhomes or whatever the process is. Uh, is Jeff Bezos going to come in? And what if he comes in and says, I'm going to put an Amazon warehouse right here? Yeah, it'll be a no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so that's one thing that's on the the, the Cross City Council budget. Just real quick, uh, another one where the the conversion therapy ban is on the the, the budget. There are 190 PDF attachments um, on on that agenda item. Uh, eighty three support letters, eighty seven opposition letters. Um, how how tough was it? Is it for the city council and you guys, you know, you in the mayor's office, just to navigate that because there's a threatening uh, a threat of a lawsuit or at least one lawsuit, maybe more. I'll be very interested to hear what the city council does with this item. I mean, they've been and certainly been chewing on it for a few months now uh, without making a decision. So I'll be eager to, and I guess, I mean, they did make a decision, but um, and we've had to do some adjustments. And then uh, referring it for another, I guess, basically we get down to, by the time that comes in front of the city council, it'll be almost 90 days or something like that. But uh, I, I'll be really eager to hear what they do with it and um, interested to see uh, if that um, if what is is approved is something that the the community can get behind. All right, and, and then w- once it's approved, then do you sign off on it? Because that was the thing last time. Is you they they approved something you you had apparently signed off on it, and then there were protests, but you had already signed off on the thing. So now we're kind of going back that step. I'm going to wait to see what the city council does. Okay. Um, also on the agenda, climate emergency, we're rewriting that a little bit as well. But uh, I'll, in relation to that, not really, but kind of they're kind of related. There's a storm event. Can you just explain what the uh, that we're gonna like? Are, is this similar to like a snow emergency, a storm event? No, not at all. No, okay. no. yeah, I can definitely explain that. So, and this is a really uh, progressive, forward-looking change that our new director of engineering and public works, Matt Gallagher, has worked on. Really looking at what the future looks like for storm events in the city of La Crosse. So our stormwater system was not built for the types of rains that we've seen over the last few years. So last August was when we saw that uh, six-inch rain. 
that was completely overwhelming because our, our system's not built for that. So we're, we're changing our, basically our design parameters for our stormwater utility systems just so that when we do have those massive rains that we're more, apt to, we're more able to deal with them. And so what we're going to do in terms of what, defining what a storm event is, instead of writing that into the code, we're going to have, provide the city council the ability to pass by resolution, change what that storm event looks like. So if it changes over time, so storm events now, maybe our storm event now that we're engineering towards are six inches over a 24-hour period, but maybe 20 years from now, it'll be eight inches or something like, like that, or maybe not. And, but either way, we'll be able to adjust the storm event without going into the entire ordinance and making massive changes. Either way, what it does is take into account not just where we were in, in engineering for stormwater uh, system, and that's where we're seeing our failures, is that it was, it was engineered for what we anticipated would happen, I don't know, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. And so what we're doing is we're planning ahead and engineering a system so that we can anticipate what those storms will be years in, in advance. And so we can start to really get a handle on some of the more significant storm events and how they impact the city of La Crosse in terms of street flooding and buildings and all that kind of thing. So, per, uh, you know, personal safety, all of that. Uh, and that's, that's basically what all of that's about. Um, it's, just, it's just making certain that we're, we are, we're looking ahead towards how we need to engineer our stormwater utility. Yeah, it's uh, infrastructure-ish related, right? Yeah, as we go, definitely, as we go ahead, infrastructure is our, our infrastructure is, is meant for handling this month, much water yep. in a certain period yep. of time. And that is ha- like, because every time it rains now, it almost not every time, but it almost seems like the streets are flooded. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing, uh, Packers or Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> Dumb question. No, I think that uh, it's it's really smart to ask whether the Vikings uh, are able to score at all. Okay. Um, so I think it's a really good question, uh, right. a really good question. Uh, just uh, as an update for everyone who might be um, interested, we are doing some, we're working on our operations budget right now in City Hall, and that work is underway. There is uh, some significant constraints that the city faces every year, uh, but is very significant this year. And these are the same constraints that municipalities all over the state are facing. Uh, we're having a where the state limits how much revenue that we can raise every year. Our costs are increasing, just like everybody else's, but we're not able to raise the revenue to pay for those costs, which means significant cuts. Which means a lot of communities around the state are going to referendum to fund things like police and fire services. All the while, state and income taxes collected by the state continue to increase. In fact, they're looking at record surpluses in Madison, but don't have any plans to do anything with that funding except sit on it and not uh, do what they're supposed to be doing is funding shared revenue in a way that's equitable. In fact, all they've done is cut shared revenue to local municipalities, which has put us in the situation that we're in. So I would encourage if folks would like to not see cuts to police, fire, parks, libraries, Anything else that is a service that you receive from the city, maybe get on the horn with your legislator and please ask them to uh, maybe do a little work and try to uh, just uh, fix some of the issues that we're facing on a regular basis by uh, getting off their $5 billion surplus and uh, and uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, at least uh, help municipalities afford some of the services that we're looking at cutting at this point. Yeah, and that surplus has grown like the 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 estimate has grown from like three billion yep. to to five billion over the last two or three months, maybe four months. 
Now it's so so who knows what the surplus will be in a couple of months. Maybe it'll be seven billion, but we won't be doing anything with it. Absolutely. Um, no, it's a problem. Definitely a problem. All right, I'll let you get to your meeting. Thanks, Mitch. And thanks, Rick. Take care. Bye now. Bye. All right, that was Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds heading to uh, a city hall, city council planning meeting that happens at six. And on the agenda for that is is pretty much like a the the going forward what they're gonna do with the homeless situation down at who's in the city not even just at Huska Park but uh how how the city and all the entities are going to help the homeless we'll be back all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line Dennis asked the question that I can't I looked it up I I can't find an answer for this which is kind of funny in that how much is the train that train headquarters, the old train headquarters, how much is it for sale for? Uh, it'd be kind of funny if somebody came in and bought it. I don't know if it's on the market. I, I don't know if it's on Zillow. It doesn't seem to be on Zillow. No, I'm not I'm not looking on Zillow, actually. Um, maybe it is on Zillow. But does anyone know? Does anyone know how much that building was going to sell for? If the school district is going to consolidate high schools and the referendum's for $194 million, or $194.7 million, but that that wouldn't that wouldn't be the cost of the building because that would include all the renovations and everything that goes with uh, updating it into a new high school. So that's not the price tag. But I don't have an answer for how much the train company would be sold for. Kent texted in and he said uh, hiking to the old train headquarters. I think is what he meant there uh, is ten miles. So from I, I suppose the northernmost point of Lacrosse. Uh, the hike would be 10 miles, and he's telling this to Mitch. How's how's about leaving the high school where they are and combining the middle school and the high schools? All right, so so Kent is is like telling Mitch this, and I read the text to Mitch off the air. I just didn't get to it. Um, Mitch isn't Mitch has no no input on the plan. I guess he could. The libertarian guy texted in and said maybe the city should endorse one way or the other. Essentially, should the city council endorse a plan? for how the high school is is going to. So I, I guess, do you want your government to decide for you? Do you want libertarian guy? Does sounds like libertarian guy wants his city council and his mayor to endorse whether or not they would like the high school consolidation plan or would like a different plan or don't like the plan. Uh, he wants the government to get involved, tell the people, tell the voters how they would like the plan to go, whether that would be consolidating both Logan and Central into one building or doing something else, as Kent here had said on the north side, is is consolidating the middle schools into the high schools. Um, that's not the plan for the school district. There's, there, I mean that that's probably that was one of the options, but the option that they're going with is consolidating and building one new high school on the south side, and that's on the but it's on the ballot in November. So either you can let the voters decide or you can have the, the government come in and try to sway voters one way or the other with their endorsements, I guess. That's what, what libertarian guy wants to do. Um, Rug from Trempolo says he was working on the stormwater project on Monitor Street. Um, all right, well, that sounds like hard work. <laughs> Unless you're one of them guys that's, well, either way, I think it would be hard work if you're using, you know, if you're drawing up blueprints or something on that stuff or if you're like literally in the in the storm sewer <laughs> trying to fix that stuff. It is funny that every time it's not funny at all, but it is peculiar that uh we get we just get a certain amount of rain and and then the roads 
get flooded and like what's up with that well you know what it is up with that is we're getting more rain than we've had ever in history and the roads and the sewers and the storm system can't handle that because it was built how many years ago so um it is one of the things on the city council's budget just this uh storm event and it's a little bit more complicated than uh you know the snow emergency totally two totally different things so um but yeah Number three is calling in here. I get Number three, I can get you on real quick. What's up? <laughs> well, I think we can just wait. Maybe the school superintendent will take another job, and then we can just leave our schools the way they've been all these years. Well, we, we can't, can't do that because the, 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 they have too many buildings. You realize that, right? They have all these. They have $85 million in, in deferred maintenance, so they, they have to get rid of some buildings. Well, we could close up a couple of them, but leave the high schools the way they are. Logan and Central want to fight all the time anyway. Yeah, you're you're getting rid of a what would be a cool. It's cool to have an intercity rivalry, definitely, definitely that. But it's also cool to like combine the school, especially when you're losing uh, students. Right, the school population is going down, so you would go down in divisions. If we left it as two high schools, maybe go to D three or D. I guess it probably wouldn't go down to D four. But the flip side would be like you go to one high school and then all your athletes are on the same team.